get out of the old system, get assets in your own possession. You can get back in the old system after the crash, but get out of the old system, get assets that you can control with your own hands and your own guns can defend them and get your shit ready because the financial system is not long for this world. Hey friends, welcome back. Sean from SGT Report here. We've got a bit of an emergency update for you here as the control system is collapsing and the great taking is about to commence. Guys, if you don't know what we're talking about, listen to this one, spread it far and wide. It's time to get prepared. Thanks so much for tuning in. Before we start, just a quick word about our sponsor. If you're trying to navigate market turbulence, why not set your course to Noble Gold Investments? With global uncertainty looming, your savings and retirement plan is under siege. But there's one asset that has stood the test of time, and that's gold. Unlock peace of mind that comes with owning gold, the ultimate safe haven. And if precious metals are new to you, Noble Gold Investments will hold your hand through the entire process. They have a team of experts who will guide you every step of the way. Thousands of investors have sheltered their retirement savings with Noble Gold Investments. Now, always do your own due diligence, and there's no investment guarantee of any type with any investment. But with gold at an all-time high and looking to climb much further, this may be the perfect time. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA and secure your future with a free 3-ounce Silver American Virtue coin. Act now before it's too late. Call 877-646-5347 and claim your free silver coin before it's gone. Or just visit noblegoldinvestments.com right now. It's the gold company I trust. The link is below. Hey, friends, welcome back. Thank you so very much for tuning in. It's Sean from SGT Report with another exciting episode, this time with my longtime friend, Bix Weir. Do you guys all know that you don't own what you think you own? What are you talking about, Sean? Of course, I own what I think I own. Well, maybe not when it comes to stocks. I'll play a blast from the past in this interview. Bix and I have been talking about this particular topic for years. I was able to dig up this clip on Alt Censored from 2017. I'll play that clip in just one minute. But today we're going to start talking just a little bit about that snake, Gary Gensler. Let me welcome my guest first, the one, the only Bix Weir. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, Sean. I'm looking forward to our discussion today. Well, me too. The DTCC and the great taking. All right. How far ahead of the curve were you on this? Let's start with this incredible snake, Gary Gensler, just real quickly. Now, yesterday, as we're having this call today on January 10th, yesterday, the whole world was waiting for these Bitcoin ETF approvals. I think they're coming today as you and I are having this conversation. But the snake says his account was hacked yesterday. His Twitter account was hacked when by accident, evidently at 4.15 in the afternoon, a posting did come from the SEC and Gary Gensler saying all the Bitcoin spot ETFs have been approved. And that came out on Gary's Twitter. It went viral. Bitcoin spiked, went up about 2000 bucks. Then Gensler came out and said, my account was hacked. This is not true. They have not been approved yet. Then Bitcoin tanked about 4000 So he wiped out single-handedly with that tweet, all the longs on the upside and all the shorts on the downside. And we're to believe that this snake cares about protecting the little guy, Bix? We'll read what Elon has to say about all this in one second. But your thoughts on that snake, Gary Gensler? Well, Gary and I go way back, back into uh, when he was the head of the CFTC overseeing the rigging of the silver market by J.P. Morgan. 
mean, he was, uh, what was it? He went back to 2009. He was the head of the CFTC. He's the guy who made the decision when Bart Shelton found out that JP Morgan was rigging the silver market in 2010, 2011. He's the guy that made the decision, and he's and uh, Bart Shelton said it was a political decision not to stop JP Morgan from rigging the silver market. Gary Gensler has been the, I mean, ex Goldman Sachs. He's a brilliant guy. Don't get me wrong. He is brilliant. Um, he caused the latest crash in the cryptos. He's been knee deep in the cryptos, running basically front running everything. So it doesn't surprise me that he sent this this uh, tweet out. But I, I would also note that when you're dealing with cryptos, you're dealing with the most sophisticated uh, computer hackers in the world also. So it could have been a, a random hacker just got into Gensler's uh, email. So I, I don't have proof either way, but I, I do know the approval of this uh, these ETFs are not a good thing for, for Bitcoin. If you don't want Bitcoin price to be rigged, don't root for these ETFs. We're going to get there, too. If you don't hold the Bitcoin, it's a lot like physical silver and physical gold. If you don't hold it, you don't own it. We'll get there in just one second. But here's what Elon Musk has to say about that supposed hack of Gensler's Twitter account or the SEC Twitter account. We can confirm that the account was compromised and we've completed a preliminary investigation based on the investigation. The compromise was not due to any breach of Twitter's systems, but rather due to an unidentified individual obtaining control over a phone number associated with the SEC Gov account through a third party. We can also confirm that the account did not have two-factor authentication enabled at the time the account was compromised. So, the clown who says the SEC is there to protect investors, the little guy from the corrupt crypto industry, he can't even protect his own Twitter account. Give me a break, man. This guy is such a snake. And by the way, you're right. When he was the head of the CFTC, he did nothing to rein in the paper manipulation by the big banks of gold and silver markets, which is why today silver still flounders around at 23 bucks an ounce. And gold can barely keep its all-time high, which it recently hit, Bix. I'd say if you go even further, Gary Gensler was the guy who signed off on the Steele dossier and the the Hillary Clinton rigging job of the election. I mean, the deep state goes far deeper than anybody understands. And, oh, by the way, his boss at uh, MIT when he was teaching cryptos is the father of, uh, what's her name, Caroline Ellison of FTX fame. Of course. So he is knee deep in all of this. He is absolutely assisting in the rigging of the crypto markets, of the silver markets, of the gold markets. But it's not something that they're hiding. Christian Carlo, the head of the CFTC before uh, Rustin Benham, came out and said it. Hey, we knew Bitcoin would just keep going up. So I got together with the president, the head of the Fed, the head of the Treasury, the head of the Council of Economic Advisors. And we decided, and the head of the SEC and the CFTC, and we decided to introduce Bitcoin futures to keep the price in check. That was admitted. It's completely illegal, but it was admitted to in a speech that Christian Carlo gave. And they did the same things with the FTX. They, they, they literally, they get people to buy into it by pumping it or not doing anything, not setting regulations, and then they slam it. And that's the only way they can control this thing. Well, the other thing I would add to what you just said, 100% true across the board, but uh, he was also chummy. Gary Gensler was so chummy and had multiple meetings, I would say secret meetings with Sam Bankman-Fried, 
And we know the collapse in that story. So again, the snake meeting with the snake, but pretending to protect the little guy while approving a Bitcoin futures product, which Max Kaiser calls garbage, right? It's the most dangerous thing possible for the little guy to mess around in futures and gamble. And he refused to approve a Bitcoin spot ETF until, I guess, maybe today. But the point is, time after time after time, they would shoot down the Bitcoin spot ETF. And finally, a judge called it arbitrary and capricious. The other thing I'd say about Gensler is I'm not so convinced the uh, Twitter account was hacked so much as that post was scheduled to post at 4.15 yesterday. There's some evidence suggesting that was the case, and it was a mistake. But what I will say is Gary Gensler is the one who's compromised. Not sure about his Twitter account, but definitely Gensler is compromised, Pix. Yes, always has been. And I would I would like to point out, if you read the prospectus of all these uh, Bitcoin ETFs, there's like five or six of them, probably the two big ones will be approved. The authorized participants are very few, and they are JP Morgan. So Jamie Dimon's going to be in charge of this shit. And Virtu Financial, the, the uh, electronic rigging company that rigs the silver and gold markets, run by Vinny Viola. Um, this is not something that is good for cryptos. Again, they can run the price wherever they want. This won't be cryptos being traded in ETFs. Yes, they will buy cryptos, and, and I would assume anybody involved with this would uh, absolutely require that the, the wallet addresses be known as to where the cryptos are, and they can't screw with that, but they can rehypothecate that. They these the shares of the ETF that will be trading will be trading in the hundreds of millions over time. And there's only what 20 billion, 20 million Bitcoin that has ever been mined so far. So the reality of this happening is just another control mechanism for setting the price of Bitcoin. Yeah. Well, we will keep our eyes on that story because here's the thing. They're going to have a hard time, in my opinion, jacking with the price of Bitcoin too much because the numbers are so elementary. My understanding is, Bix, 70% or more of all Bitcoin has been locked up and hasn't traded hands in more than a year. So the hodlers are holding, which only leaves about 2 million Bitcoin afloat on exchanges. I'm not exactly sure how they're going to run the price down as opposed to up, but we shall see. But I want to turn our attention and we'll come back to Bitcoin maybe later one, in the show. One thing really quick on that. One thing yeah. really quick is to remember that silver used to be like that too. Now, 500 times the amount of silver on the planet is traded every year. So it is not constrained by the amount of Bitcoin that has that is available to trade. There is no constraint on derivatives, a, a stock being a derivative of the real Bitcoin or futures and options on that stock. It's just like silver. 500 times the amount of silver ever possibly that you can get your hands on trade every year in these derivative exchanges to set the price. So do not underestimate what they can do with derivatives and Bitcoin. Well, the other thing too, Bix, is that uh, Max Kaiser is calling BS on these ETFs, again, because if you don't hold the Bitcoin, you don't own it, and the U.S. government evidently can seize it and then settle out in cash. We'll get there in a second. But the other thing I wanted to mention is Max Kaiser said in El Salvador, they're about ready to launch a Bitcoin ETF that will settle in Bitcoin, not cash. So it's a little bit like the Shanghai Gold Exchange versus the COMEX, Right. If Wall Street wants to manipulate Bitcoin lower, we're going to have the El Salvador ETF to look at, which undoubtedly will go higher in price. 
So I'm just really curious to see how this plays out. Okay, so we'll turn our attention to the control system is collapsing. So the book now turned into a video called The Great Taking has gone viral. And we're going to talk about that. I'll play a clip from that video in just one second. But first, let's do a flashback to 2017. And here's Bix Weir and me talking about the very same thing featured in that book, The Great Taking, the DTCC, and why you don't own what you think you own. Yeah, well, we documented this in our conversation, the Shocking Truth History Channel Camp broadcast. So quantify for us how it's possible that people may not own what they think they own. Well, it all it really started back in the 60s when a lot of people started getting into the stock market and, and there weren't computer programs around to uh, you know, do the efficient uh, transfer of title and things like that. Um, so there were stacks and stacks of stock t- certificates and checks and contracts piling up at the brokerage houses. All that pesky, pesky paper. Okay, we have the man here right now. We don't need to play that entire clip. So <laughs> Bix, bring us up to speed on the great taking Seed & Company and the DTCC. Things have only gotten worse, I would imagine, huh? Um, yeah, well, absolutely. Um, and and the, the pie is bigger. <clears throat> Going back to, uh, there was a vault at 55 Water Street that held uh, the majority of paper certificates around the planet. I think it was $37 trillion worth. Um, this is 2012. And I've, I've, you know, preparing for this discussion, I, I went through the chronology of what was going on. And we had, so 2012 started in uh, May. Uh, this commissioner I used to call Mr. Magoo at the CFTC because he was like the dumbest commissioner I've ever seen speak. Mr. Magoo. Mr. Magoo. He looked like Mr. Magoo. He left the CFTC and went to the DTCC and was put in charge of the repository at 55 Water Street. Then that was May 12, uh, May 9th of 2012. And then in September, the CFTC approves that all swap paperwork. This is like $400 trillion worth of paperwork would now be held at the uh, DTCC's repository instead of at the CFTC. So they transferred all the paperwork to the DTCC and put it at 55 Water Street. Then Hurricane Sandy comes in in um, on October 22nd, floods entire, <clears throat> just, just destroys New York, but it flooded the DTCC vault, which is not, it's supposed to be able to survive a nuclear blast. That vault is not supposed to flood ever. And as a matter of fact, a woman died in that vault back in 2000, and they don't even know why, but they 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 figure she pulled the uh, fire suppression uh, uh, system, which flooded it with carbon dioxide. Anyway, this is one of the most sophisticated vaults in the world, and it was left open. The door was left open. Hurricane Sandy was well-known. Everybody knows it's coming in. Takes two people to open this door, the, the main door of the vault. And uh, it was left open and flooded. It was flooded for, for I think it was three weeks before they unflooded it. And when they pulled the water out and pumped all the water out, they set it on fire. And that was in, um, on November 23rd, they set it on fire. And they, they had to evacuate 23 people from the basement. And this, the whole thing not only stinks to high heaven, is a fraud is a lie. <clears throat> all these all these vaults, these massive vaults that are literally airtight, watertight, nuclear bomb tight, 
They're all connected through back doors through in, in that area of New York, 55 Water Street, uh, New York Stock Exchange, the Fed New York, a uh, one Chase Plaza has a vault. And these the way they're connected is there's tunnels between the different vaults, but you can't get into the vault from the tunnel side. You can only get into the vault from the, the banker's side. You go into the basement, you you pass all these biometric things and you have two people open the, open the door. And then if you go through the vault and there's, these are gigantic vaults, the, the JP Morgan chase one was as big as a football field at the back of the vaults. There is a, another door. There was another vault door that you can open from the inside going out, which leads into tunnels going directly to the New York fed, uh, chase Plaza, New York stock exchange and 55 water street. All this is very intricate, and it's how they kind of shift paperwork and shift gold and silver between these banks. We saw this at uh, World Trade Center 7, that uh, all this gold was was stuck in this hallway trying to come out of a vault. That was, you know, that's what made me dig deeper into, are these vaults connected? They cannot be opened from the, from, from the tunnels, but they can be opened from the inside. So if you have the Fed going to uh, give some gold to J.P. Morgan Chase, it's about a one-block uh, distance between those two vaults, you you determine when you both are going to open the back door of your vaults, and then you can make the transfer. They put uh, they can put gold into Chase's vault or whatever they want. And there's five or six vaults in in Manhattan that is that's exactly what it does. It's right there at 55 Water Street. So anyway, the the concept of 55 Water Street getting flooded would be impossible. And this was uh, the guy uh, Michael Dunn who was in charge of that. So. What happened after that, it's, there was an article that came out right after it. It said, uh, well, the, the DTCC was planning on moving um, all those documents across the street or across the, the river over to New Jersey um, in the next few months anyway. So this just sped things up. And basically, you had 35, 35 trillion or so in um, derivatives contracts that nobody could go down there because it was flooded, remember? Nobody could go down there. They basically wiped the place clean of all the fake contracts. I, I think a lot of the Yamashita's uh, gold certificates and the certificates, gold certificates from the 1930s from China uh, were taken care of in that in that thing because it was really the certificates that were giving the bankster, criminal banksters the, the real problem because you, they, people had proof. And then everything supposedly has now been turned into digital and we don't know what was uh, cleaned up in this whole operation. Well, let me just uh, anchor what you're saying with a piece from the Great Taking article here over on Zero Hedge. Then we're going to play a clip from the uh, video, The Great Taking. So the risk is this. The Great Taking puts forth a warning that a virtually unknown entity called the Depository Trust and Clearing Corporation, DTCC, is effectively the owner of all the publicly traded companies in the world and, in fact, all debt-based assets of any kind. Bix can take us further on that and mention Seed and Company, which I don't see in this article. But uh, over the course of the book, the author describes a 50-year process by which ownership of shares in public companies and all debt collateral has been dematerialized. Well, what does that mean to you, dear listener? Here's a snippet from The Great Taking over on Rumble. What they did was to create a new legal construct of a security entitlement. Now, prior to this, as I said, securities for 400 years were personal property. 
this concept of a security entitlement severed that. That's its purpose. So what people then have in institutions and uh, pension funds, even sophisticated investors, all they have is an entitlement. It's a claim. It's a contractual claim, which is very weak in the event of insolvency. So it's an appearance of ownership. It's sometimes referred to as beneficial ownership, which sounds nice. But what it means is that you receive dividends, you receive a proxy, you are the owner of title. You can, of course, you can buy it and sell it, but you can see in documents that I've found that the legal owner is actually the entity that controls the security with the security interest. They are the legal owners of property. So they are the legal owners of property. It's the same thing they did to the banking industry, the banks. The cash you have on deposit in your account, guys, it's not yours. They've already ruled on this. In the event of a bank holiday, you are a creditor standing in line for your own money. It's the bank's money in a collapse. Good Lord, Bix. They've dematerialized our money too. Yeah, and and when they're talking about the the assets that have been securitized, it's like uh, mortgage backed derivatives. They took all the banks took all the mortgages, put them into these uh, securities so they can slice and dice the credit, you know, sell it off at different points, things like that. Put fraudulent mortgages in there, <clears throat> and all that is held by the DTC in the name of Seed and Company, C E D E and Company, and I mean you couldn't. You couldn't imagine an, a better name for an entity that that takes control of everyone's assets other than seed and you're seeding your ownership over to this entity. They did a study in the 1970s um, who actually owned seed and company. And supposedly they came out with, with it was a single individual, but they wouldn't tell the public what that who that individual was. This is congressional study. And. I, you know, a lot of people thought it was the Queen of England because of their control of so much. Um, some people think it's an alien. Some people think it's whoever's running the world today, the Rothschilds, the Rockfiles. Nobody knows who Seed and Company is. But the vast majority, over 99% of all assets, are held by certificate and held in the name of Seed and Company. So when the shit falls apart, you're not going to own your house. Seed and Company will own your house. And when and when Klaus Schwab says um, you know, you're going to have nothing and you're going to like it. That's the kind of world he's talking about. You'll like it because all your debt will be gone. And supposedly the seed and company will be, oh yeah, let's, let's take care of the people. We'll let them live in these houses, at least for now. And everybody will be happy. Oh, great. My mortgage is gone, but I can live in my house. I don't own my house that I thought I owned, but I can live in it. And that, and from there, the control just goes crazy, right? It, once they get that control, they can decide who, you know, lives and dies, literally. Um, but the, the other thing that I, I have been working with in the road to root of theory to, is that there are benevolent people trying to, to fix this situation. And how can you fix a situation like that? You destroy the entire system. You destroy all of their wealth, all the wealth in the seed and company and things like that. People, the, the troubles that will come First of all, there's many more shares than than the company has actually created. So and in that trade every day on these electronic markets. So Apple Computer, they might say they have you know a million shares outstanding, but a hundred and a million and thirty uh million three hundred thousand shares are actually traded. And so 
there's multiple ownership in stocks. And this is part of the, the way to get rid of that for them is to just crash the whole system, say nobody owns anything. We'll take care of it for you. Don't worry about it. Um, and then your debt is gone. So a lot of people will be really, really happy because debt is the largest problem. You'll have no more debt, but you'll not have no more assets either if you had financed your assets. If you hold them in your own possession, I'm sure they have their ways to come after you for that. But at least you can defend yourself and your assets. That's why I'm a huge advocate of only holding the real asset, not share certificates, not get out of the stock market, the bond market, get your money out of the banks, hold real assets such as gold, silver, and uh, some of the good cryptos. Hold them in your possession. Nobody else should be holding your assets. Let me look at the U.S. debt clock and get your thoughts on uh, some of these numbers because debt is the problem. And the other problem is the hypothecation and rehypothecation of assets, stock certificates in this case, but gold and silver specifically. Hundreds of paper ounces of gold for every one ounce of physical in the vaults. It's even worse with silver. Look at some of these numbers, Bix. The dollar to gold ratio five-year, 12,630. How about the G7 GDP to gold ratio, 72,000 per ounce? The BRICS GDP to gold ratio, $136,000 per ounce. Feel free to comment on any of these. Paper to silver ratio, 389 paper silver claims to every one ounce of physical. I mean, the numbers are staggering. Yeah, and and they're real. I mean, people ask me all the time about this this website, usdebtclock.org. It is a it not it's not an official government site, but it's linked to the government numbers. So you know they'll say, "Oh my God, it looks like zero answers for silver." I go, this is not in a, It's just somebody's website that they they link all the um, the money creation. When the Fed changes that, these numbers change. But the reality is, any of these ratios don't really matter. We need to go back to back in history at a time before there was all these derivatives, before there was paper money. Before there was electronic money, the value of gold and silver were judged up upon the difference of, of each of the gold and silver availability. So in China, for example, they had, I think they had the lowest, it was like uh, six to one, six ounces of silver to buy one ounce of gold. You know, historically it's been, you know, 10 to 15. And that all had to do with the amount of silver above ground available for use silver and gold for use in commerce. The times have changed, my friends. Most of that silver is now gone. The silver has been used up in flat screen TVs and solar panels and iPhones. It's estimated there's about 2 billion, 2 billion ounces of silver left. And there's about six to 7 billion ounces of gold. And it's coming out of the ground. Keith Newmeyer says it at, at seven to one uh, silver to gold, but it's actually this year just, flop down again now it's six to one it's coming out of the ground at six to one above ground is probably one to three one ounce of silver for three ounces of gold so the entire system is is especially for silver has been perverted and twisted into this strange thing that we think 89 90 to one silver gold ratio is the real value of each of those metals completely wrong i think the real value is probably one to 10, as in one ounce of silver buys you 10 ounces of gold because of the amount of gold they're lying about too. So everything is broken. And when we do have this collapse, the question is going to be, and we this is the first discussion we ever had, 
after the crash? What happens after the crash? Do the people stand up and say, screw this banking system? Screw these people at Seed and Company. You know, if the whole population says, screw you, I don't care who has the paper on my asset. I'm keeping my house. They don't have the the military under their thumb. They have pieces of paper saying, this is mine. You have a gun and you have your house. So if the whole population says, screw this, we're going to start with something new, which I think is what is going to happen. We're a lot better off than than ceding our sovereignty to someone like Klaus Schwab or the U.S. government or the, the BIS or the World Bank. We are going to have to make that choice. I think this year we're going to have to make that choice. But it starts with us getting our assets in our own possession and then being able to defend your assets. Your home, the bank did not have your money when they lent you that money to build your house. That's something everybody needs to know. The banks don't have what they are creating. They create 10 to 15 to 1 on for every dollar they get, they lend out 10 to 15 dollars. That money's created out of thin air, meaning they didn't have any skin in the game either. They just created the money out of thin air because they had a banking license. That house is more yours than the banks or than seed and company because you live there. You put your heart and soul and sweat into that house. You deserve that house. You need to get have the ability to defend yourself. I don't think that seed and company is going to have an army to come, uh, you know, confiscate everybody's house. I think everybody has the ability, one, to learn what's going on, and two, to get your assets in your own possession and defend them. Yep. And I think that's where we're headed. Yep. And do not comply when they roll out a central bank digital currency and they say, trust us, trust us, take the digital ID, maybe one under your wrist in your skin. And then you'll get your UBI payment of $2,000 a month. That's what they're trying to roll out right now in Canada. And it is absolute treachery because, look, this is the game of Monopoly in real life. And these banksters, well, they own all of the property on the Monopoly board and they still expect us to play. And people are getting rightly fed up with all of it. And I think Robert Breedlove, this is a one minute clip. He's the author of Thank God for Bitcoin, The Creation, Corruption, and Redemption of Money. And I just want to play this because he sums it up perfectly. For those of you who think Bitcoin is part of the problem and it's a bankster plot, I just don't agree. And maybe that's why they're going to try to manipulate Bitcoin through the ETFs. But listen to Robert Breedlove about the real problem, the plague of humanity, and what must be slain to save humanity. You enumerate seven reasons we should abolish the Federal Reserve System. It is incapable of accomplishing its stated objectives. It is a cartel operating against the public interest. It is the supreme instrument of usury. It generates our most unfair tax. It encourages war. It destabilizes the economy. And it is an instrument of totalitarianism. The creature has grown large and powerful since its conception on Jekyll Island. It now roams across every continent and compels the masses to serve it. If it is not slain, it will become our eternal Lord and Master. Can it be slain? Yes, it can. How will it be slain? By piercing it with a million lances of truth. Who will slay it? A million crusaders with determination and courage. Crusade has already begun. It looked to me like once the taxation level got to somewhere near the 40%, there was a revolution. But once they got this inflation scheme going, nobody could see it as a tax, which is why the politicians and the bankers love it so much. And it's a crime committed in broad daylight. A crime committed in broad daylight. That was the great G. Edward Griffin. Fix your comments. We need to slay the central banks if humanity is to survive. Yeah, and the and the only way to do that is to allow the derivative bubble to blow. This is a multi-quadrillion dollar bubble that is about to blow. And the question is, 
are the people going to stand up and say no more? Um, right now, the Fed is just bailing everybody out. But when the when the derivative bubble blows and it's about to blow, the question's going to come down to: Are you willing to say screw that? I don't care if my home is gone and my four hundred one k is gone and and all this money is it has been destroyed. I don't want to be under the system anymore, and that's going to be a hard thing. We've been in a nanny state since the probably the creation, definitely since the creation of the Fed, but probably even before that. We need to learn how to live on our own, and doing that is going to be so painful for the vast majority of Americans and people around the world. Some countries will be better off because they don't rely on the state as much as we do, but we rely on the state for almost everything, our schooling, our our, uh, welfare system, our oil, our gas, everything has to go through the government because the government is taking care of you. We live in a nanny state. And if if you're not ready to leave the nanny state, which most people are not, truthfully, you'll either have to be forced to leave, which is a collapse of everything, or you're going to have to go into the the, uh, Klaus Schwab world of the government takes over everything. I, for one, am voting for leaving the nanny state. Um, and I know it won't be easy and it won't be easy for anybody, even people who have been preparing for this. But I, I think there are people within the United States who have been preparing for this for over a hundred years. And I just hope that the people still have enough faith in government or at least some people in the government to accept that we're moving to a new system. Everything is different. Your wealth is, is, has changed but your debt is gone, which is a good thing. And we, we can move forward as a country, as the United States of America, because no country will be trading with each other. And it's all part of the Road to Ruta documents. No one will be uh, you know, saying, you know, we'll, we'll bring all our military home. We'll put them on the borders. Most people in America that came from Mexico will be trying to get back into Mexico because of the, the value of silver is going to skyrocket. And Mexico will be the richest country on the planet because they have the most silver reserves so it'll be really interesting that's when when trump went down to mexico and uh, was talking to the president of mexico he said yeah they, they've agreed to pay for the wall that was the idea it's not that you know the the illegal immigrants coming into the united states it's the other way around everybody from mexico and south america is going to want to run back to their country because their country is going to be extremely wealthy yeah which actually brings up el salvador making bitcoin legal tender we can talk about that but uh one thing i just want to point out to folks before i play this clip from another snake jamie diamond is the fact that human beings are resilient and we can get off their plantations in their nanny state it won't be that hard if people are willing to not comply with whatever comes next and i'll play a clip about that in just one second but uh just keep in mind as youtube is now banning health channels off the platform, health channels that do not align and stick to the World Health Organization officialdom. If you're a health channel trying to inform people about vitamins or alternatives to Western medicine, the channels are getting banned right now on YouTube. And uh, I got banned from YouTube and I ended up on Rumble like so many of us. So we can leave the official plantations like YouTube and go to other platforms that allow us to have free speech. And that's exactly what's happening with Rumble and BitChute, Bix. So I hope the same thing is true when it comes to the monetary system. And I think that's why so many people are fired up about Bitcoin, because it is outside the control of these people, believe it or not. Well, at least until the ETFs arrive. But here's Jamie Dimon talking about Bitcoin 
And he's a guy who wants you to take central bank digital currencies instead. Bitcoin. And you, you know, famously said recently that you would shut it down if you were in government. Can you give us more clarity on that? Yeah. What I was also pointing out is that the, the, the actual use cases are sex trafficking, tax avoidance, you know, anti-money laundering, uh, terrorism financing. It's not people just buying and selling Bitcoin. That, that's, there's no value to, you know, if you, you're buying and selling Bitcoin. All right. I'll pause it there. I'll come back to you, Bix. What a oh, I got a lot to say about that. That's projection right there. Yeah. Well, if you look at the ETFs and you look at the fine print, JP Morgan is on every single one of those authorized participants. Most of them have just two authorized participants. It would be JP Morgan and Virtu Financial. Those are the two rigging arms of the COMEX, the New York Stock Exchange, the oil markets, the entire market. Jamie Dimon has $5 trillion leaving his money market center in Florida every single day is what he said. $5 trillion. His whole company is not even worth $5 trillion. This is how he takes control of Bitcoin. Talk shit about it as much as you can and then say a couple nice things when you want the price to go up and then talk shit about it. Um, he belongs in jail. He should have been in jail decades ago for the Epstein stuff, but he's not. He's 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 the front man for the deep state, and he's the guy we need to point at when the shit falls apart. And I think we will be pointing at J.P. Morgan and, and entities like J.P. Morgan. But until we get there, just have your eyes wide open as to who is in charge of these ETFs. And you'll see Jamie Dimon's J.P. Morgan in every single ETF as an authorized participant, just like they're in every single silver derivative contract. That's the problem. And if this does take hold, if the ETF takes hold, they will can take full control of Bitcoin for as long as J.P. Morgan's around, which is, uh, you know, which is both up and down, just like they do silver. They absolutely profit when it goes up and profit when it goes down. The idea is the control of it. And that's why these ETFs are being set up along with the futures and options in Bitcoin. I mean, it, it's a great argument for other cryptocurrencies that are probably better than Bitcoin right now. Um, even though Bitcoin, all these currencies trade in swaps with Bitcoin. So mo when you see Bitcoin going down, you'll see all the other cryptos go down because these exchanges basically just swap cryptos back and forth. Bitcoin for you know Ethereum, Bitcoin for Litecoin. Everything moves with Bitcoin because of the swap way it's traded. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know where this is going. I do believe that the silver uh, shortage is at hand. We've got massive amounts of silver going into solar panels. Like this year is going to blow the socks off anybody who knows anything about silver because they almost doubled. They probably did double the amount of silver used in solar panels from 160 uh, million ounces or 140 million ounces to at least 300 million ounces, probably more with all the extra um, warehouse uh, panels that they have. So that's going to be the, the number one thing for you guys to look at. And if silver is allowed to be tra freely traded, I think the bankers are gone. Oh, my God. That would be a dream come true. Number one, silver being fairly traded. What would the price even be in a fair, equitable world where silver found its actual supply and demand price? God, I can only guess at this point, but I know it's not $23 an ounce. It's Pick, one to one. Certainly not twenty three an ounce. It's it's at least one to one with gold. There's about six billion ounces, supposedly, above ground, and so yeah, one to one with gold. I think gold will go up, but there's a lot more gold than 
I just got finished reading, uh, listening to Gold Warriors, the story of the Yamashita's gold, which is basically saying there's three times as much gold as people like Jeffrey Christian will tell you. There's massive amounts of gold out there. So, you know, what is the value of gold? Nobody really knows. I, I think it's a lot higher in as valued in fiat money, but people are going to be shocked when they find out that there's, oh my God, there's not 200,000 tons of gold that have ever been mined. It's more like one or 2 million tons of gold that have ever been mined. It's a wild story, guys. Regardless of how much gold has been mined throughout human history, we got to keep our eye on the ball with that U.S. debt clock because all they're going to do and all they can do is print, print, print. There is no end in sight because there can't be. It's a Ponzi scheme and you can't taper a Ponzi scheme, as Max Kaiser has said so many times before. So we'll round out the conversation with this warning from Max Kaiser. Gary Gensler in the sudden SEC shock yesterday is a good lesson. Any Bitcoin held by any of the ETFs on offer in the United States, as stipulated in the prospectus, can be seized by the U.S. government at any time for any reason they deem. The ETF holder will get USD fiat equivalent and then have to pay tax, but the government will keep your Bitcoin. Coinbase, the custodian, has already turned over private info and tracking info about their customers to the IRS. Bitcoin ETFs do not equal Bitcoin. And I would add one last thing. Another snake. I didn't think he was a snake. I thought he was a champion for the people to some degree as it relates to Bitcoin. But Tyler Winklevoss has banned the account of Andrew Torba, the CEO of Gab, without cause, without warning. And he will not explain why. He just says, due to a security check, we can no longer allow you to have an account at Gemini. So I would say, if you care at all about freedom and honest money, guys, avoid Gemini. Boycott Gemini. Tyler Winklevoss, you're a snake. All right, Bex, I'll give you the final word on Bitcoin, silver, gold, anything you'd like, brother. Well, I think now if there's anything that you do, it's to get out of the old system, get assets in your own possession. You can get back in the old system after the crash, but get out of the old system, get assets that you can control with your own hands and your own guns can defend them um, and just be ready to to go through chaos. I mean, nothing, nothing on the horizon says things are going to get better. Everything is screaming now, 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 as far as the destruction of the old system. Um, so yeah, prepare yourself mentally, physically. I, I like to tell people, Hey, take a weekend, go Friday to Monday and turn off all your electronics. Cause they probably won't be able to be used. See if you can live for three or four days, just out of your house and not with anybody else. You know, we, probably during this transition, nobody's going to want to go outside. It's going to be too dangerous type of thing. So see if you can do it. It's good training. Um, I don't, I personally think there's good guys in the United States who have been working on this for a very long time. So maybe you'll only need a couple of weeks worth of food before the chaos settles down. And we try to agree on a new system, but nobody knows. Just be prepared to uh, get to know your neighbors, all that stuff that we do as a prepper. Um this is kind of like the final dress rehearsal for being a prepper and get your shit ready because the financial system is not long for this world. Agreed. All right. We're going to show the website roadtoruta.com. What is this now? Historical and mid-scenario forecast for global PV installation. Tell us about that real quick. Yeah, this, this is, if you want to see dis silver disappear into a black hole, just look at what's happening with uh, solar panel installations. It has exploded in the last couple of years. As you can see, and each 
That's 400. Uh, this year will be 413 uh, gigawatts of solar installed. The whole world has decided they're going to install solar panels and every solar panel has quite a bit of silver in it. So this, this is silver that goes away and won't come back for 25 to 30 years, even if they can um, recycle it out of solar panels, which most likely they cannot at any price. So yeah, if you want to see what's going to happen in the silver market, look at the industrial demand on the, the solar power side. And they just uh, passed the COP28 um, environmental uh, you know, tripling of green energy by 2030. That means they're going to need over a billion ounces a year of silver in the next couple of years to all the way up to 2030 just to meet those requirements. These people have no idea, or they might, truthfully. I think China does know that this will destroy the banking cabal if they destroy the silver market. What a story. Man, do we live in interesting times. Guys, if you want to follow Bix, RoadToRuta.com. And what else do they need to know about Road to Ruta, Bix? Well, we have a, a private, right there on the left side, public road updates. I send out emails almost every day about what's going on. A lot about silver, a lot about uh, things that interest me. And then the private road is things I can't talk about on uh, YouTube and, and uh, <laughs> things like that. That uh, I'm still on YouTube. And all I do is talk about silver and cryptos on YouTube. I'm pretty much stayed away from talking about some of the more important things like Epstein and all that stuff. Pizzagate finally coming back um, into the, into the mainstream and Jamie Dimon and the board of directors of JP Morgan being involved. That's on the private road. And um, right now, if you click on subscribe today, we're giving away some theta, the whole theta family of tokens and um, 10 theta, a hundred theta fuel and a thousand T drop with every subscription. All right, guys. Our guest is Ben Bix. We are a longtime friend of the show, a friend of humanity, I like to think as well, because you know what, Bix, if it were up to you and me, there would be no more bankers wars. If it were up to any of our listeners, there would be no more bankers wars, because as we all know, at this point, all wars are bankers wars and humanity has to just say, no, we can't keep doing this to each other. It's just insane. Bix, thanks so much, brother. Keep in touch. Thank you, Sean. Guys, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you very much. I remind you every single day for free. Check us out at sgtreport.com. That is the antidote to corporate propaganda and all of those Gary Gensler lies. God bless you and yours. Bye-bye. Woe to you who would scandalize one of my little ones. Better that a millstone should be tied around your neck and thrown into the depths of the ocean than you should scandalize one of these. And... That's exactly what these people are doing. They're trading in human flesh, and the people that are doing it are literally tying that millstone around their neck, and they will find themselves one day in the deepest depths of hell.